Welcome to the High Adventure Scouting Podcast. This is the source for all things high adventure for scouts, scouters, and anyone else interested in promoting high adventure trips for our youth. You can find all kinds of great high adventure options for your scouts at highadventurescouting.com. We are constantly updating the list of cool trips, and we want your input on your best trip. Welcome, High Adventure Enthusiasts. We're excited, as always, to highlight a High Adventure base on this edition of the High Adventure Scouting Podcast. Today, we're joined by Stephanie Kelly. She's the Backcountry Trek Manager for the Northern Lights High Adventure Base located in Alaska. The base is operated by the Midnight Sun Council of the Boy Scouts of America, based out of Fairbanks, Alaska. Stephanie, thanks for joining us today on the High Adventure Scouting Podcast. Oh, thank you, Rob. I'm so glad to be here. All right. Now, the um, regular listeners of this podcast know that the purpose is, that we're kind of going for is to let the listeners know a little more about your program offerings. And I'm sure people outside of the regional area don't know much about your programs. And being way up in Alaska, a lot of us in the lower 48 uh, probably don't know anything. So just give me a quick overview of your programs, uh, you know, things you offer, and, and we'll kind of drill down from there. Does that sound good? Yeah, that's perfect. So the Northern Lights High Adventure Program is part of the Midnight Sun Council based out of Fairbanks, Alaska. Uh, the program celebrated 20 years last year, so we're, we're proud of that. Um, what I think makes us most unique is not just being, you know, in such a, a special and, and wonderful place like Alaska, but we build all of the treks um, exactly based on the goals for your spe- specific uh, troop or crew. So we talk to you about your, your personal goals, your aptitude in certain areas physically, um, how you're hoping to grow as a team, as individuals, and really go from there. Well, that's awesome. That's kind of cool that you get to base that on whatever they're they're looking for in yeah. a particular trek. Yeah. yeah, we have we like to laugh and say that you know the whole state of Alaska is our our playground. It's fair <laughs> game. Um, so yeah, if whatever whatever you're interested in, whatever you want to do, we can put that together. Well, good. Well, what are the uh, what are the typical options uh, that uh, uh, that trek or uh, troops and units and uh, will will go on at your facility? I would say the ideal combination would be a short backpacking trip, maybe three to five days, and then a short canoe trip. Um, again, maybe, you know, kind of in the two to four day kind of kind of time frame. And then within that time, either between or on, on the bookends of those two things, we like to see a glacier. We like to see some of the, the local um, you know, museums and kind of some cultural things about Alaska. Um, you know, Alaska has such a rich history, both with the native people and then with the gold rush and how it became a state and just that culture of self-reliance. So I like to build that in as much as possible and make sure that you get a nice picture of wildlife, some time spent outdoors, out in the wilderness, and then kind of understand who the people are who live here. Well, that's great. Well, what, um, where do most of the units come from? I assume a lot will come from Alaska, but there's only so many uh, scouting units in Alaska. So where, where do most of them come from? They typically don't come from Alaska. We do have oh, okay. friends from, from other parts of the state. It's a, it's a big place and it's fun to explore and, um, you know, to definitely meet each other. Uh, a lot of, a lot of our troops come from the lower 48. Um, 
Goodness, it kind of depends. It seems like it comes in waves. Uh, one one summer we had several troops from the Boston area, and that was kind of fun. They they knew each other and they could talk before they came up. Um, but it's really across the board, and and I I think that also really adds um, some uniqueness to the trip. So they bring what they expected and what their um, their home is like up to to Alaska when they visit. So that's great. Well, when they uh, you know when uh, units come into the area, we're where do they fly into? I mean, it's very easy for us to think of the lower 48. Oh, yeah, it's easy to get to these cities. Alaska is such a big state. Uh, where do you guys, you fly into Fairbanks or somewhere else? Uh, folks will typically fly into Fairbanks. Um, so to give you a little bit of perspective, because it is different than the lower 48, Fairbanks to Anchorage is about a six-hour drive if everything goes well, <laughs> if there's no weather, <laughs> if there's no road construction, et cetera. So, so it is a big place. Um, typically, troops will fly into Fairbanks, but sometimes they'll fly into Anchorage, and there's a variety of ways they can make their, their way up north to us. Um, you know, and, and we build that into their, their itinerary, but uh, there's, there's a train. It's a spectacular, beautiful ride. Um, from Anchorage to, to Fairbanks or, you know, smaller planes. Um, we can come get you, you know, we'll, we'll work with you on that. How, how far from Fairbanks is uh, kind of where you guys start out most of the treks or does that vary? That can vary. So a couple of things uh, kind of happen. So we, uh, we are full service. So once you fly into our beautiful state, we pick you up and we we handle it from there. Um, typically, we'll kind of start and end at uh, what we call the, the High Adventure Base. It's also our scout camp. It's Lost Lake Scout Reservation, where we also offer a full BSA scout camp experience, if, if that's also something you're interested in. And, and several uh, troops have come up and done a week of camp and then also done some high adventure. So nice to have that combination kind of in your back pocket. Um, but it's nice because that's about maybe an hour drive from the Fairbanks airport. Uh, you get to see some some wildlife typically on your way. You get to see the Alaska Range, um, and we've got you know a lake and some some amenities there. So we can start and end. We can do some gear swaps. We can do you know maybe a canoeing tutorial on the lake before we hit the river. Things like that. So we'll typically start and end there. Um, and then the rest of it, you know, it, it could be a couple hours to a trailhead north or south or, you know, from, from the banks. Um, there typically is a fair amount of driving, but it's beautiful. People don't complain. <laughs> um, it's, it's generally a, a really beautiful drive. Well, I, that's one of the states I've never been to. I have two states that I'm still wanting to go to, and that's, that's one. So may, maybe one of these days I can... Uh, I'm going to have to get to all these high adventure bases. That's going to be tough. So <laughs> yeah, I know, I know it looks great. Now, is there a, a minimum maximum size uh, for, for cruise? I, I mean, I know, say I've been to the boundary waters. I know you can only have, you know, so many at that at, at a time. Uh, what's, what's your, your limits in Alaska? So to be honest, I rarely get the minimum question, but if you are concerned about, you know, having a small group, that's totally fine. Always ask. We can probably make that work. And actually, I'm going to almost in every case, we probably could make that work. Um, as far as the maximums go, we'd like to have a group of 12, which includes both your youth and your adult leadership. That gives us the opportunity to have two local trek leaders who are with you the entire time. Um, and that just, you know, it's a good size for safety reasons. Um, 
for kind of building the cohesion of your group, but also it, it fits in a lot with, you know, the permitting process and making sure that, you know, everybody gets enough time with each other. And so I would say a group of 12 is, is really where we'd want to stay. Awesome. Awesome. Now, uh, if you, you know, let's say there were, you know, we always hear about provisional scouts at scout camp. Are those, are there people that, you know, maybe want to come up there and be a part of an, another crew or be combined with somebody? Is that, sometimes that's an option, sometimes it's not. What Do you guys uh, make any accommodations for that? We do. We, we try to make the accommodation. We realize we're far away. It can be, you know, a, a big expense and a, a big deal to come up. So we want everyone to have the opportunity if you can make it. So um, that has happened and, and we're comfortable doing that. You know, everything that we do, of course, about by the, the YPT and the, the right mix of youth and adult leadership. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I'm, I'm proud to say that we can make about anything work. We all know the major high adventure bases around the country. And they offer some awesome programs. Have you been searching for a cool alternative from your typical high adventure trip? As a scout leader, I want to give our scouts some great alternatives. You need to check out highadventurescouting.com. You'll find information on over 30 different council high adventure bases in 24 states. Maybe you're looking for a do-it-yourself option and need some ideas. Maybe you've taken a great trip and you want to share your good fortune with your fellow scouts and scouters. Just send us the details and we'll publish your trip. Whatever your interest, highadventurescouting.com is the one-stop shop for all things high adventure. That's highadventurescouting.com. As far as uh, the kind of staff you have, um, what uh, are, are most of them from outside of Alaska or from Alaska? Or what's, what's the makeup of most of the uh, kind of the staff that actually goes out on the tracks? There's, there's a good mix of local Alaskans and then some, you know, some others from uh, the lower 48 from, from other places. Uh, we like to hire 21 and up. Um, you know, we really take the uh, high adventure <laughs> uh, name seriously and, and we do get out there. Um, so it's important to have somebody with a little bit of life experience, you know, um, a little bit older. Uh, and then we also certify them with wilderness first aid, CPR, AED, and then variety of other scouting certifications to make sure that they feel empowered and comfortable. Um, and then you as our guest feel, you know, like you can just relax and enjoy yourself out there. Um, so I'm, I'm proud to tell you that we have a nice mix of not just local and out of state, uh, track leader, but people from diverse backgrounds, it's co-ed, um, and just really, you know, caring, interesting, um, you know, just, people with a servant's heart really hoping to show you the best time. Exactly. Yeah. Sounds like a great summer job to me. Oh, but, uh... <laughs> we are hiring for next summer if there's anyone listening. Uh, exactly, yeah. exactly. Now, as far as, uh, you know, the, the main thing that a lot of scatters are asking, okay, all right, let's, this sounds awesome. What, you know, how do you guys, you know, what kind of cost is involved? So is it, you know, per person cost, per crew cost? Uh, what, how do you guys work that out? Um, well, so it's a little hard to give you a ballpark because again, everything is, is really built right, to optimize right. your, your crew. So, but don't be afraid, please, you know, give us a call and we'll, we'll work that out for you and give you a good expectation of what that might be. Um, we can also help you with the flights. Typically troops will do that themselves, but we can, you know, kind of guide you through ways to, to save money and, and, you know, 
that's that's a whole thing, right? <laughs> Buying flights. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. Um, Flight flights are always expensive. Of course, yeah. and and so you know we've done it enough. We have family in the lower forty-eight. We travel enough that, that we're we're able to to kind of guide you through that process. But as far as cost goes, everything is included. So all of your food, all of the permits, all of the you know the the costs to and from. Um, once we build that itinerary for you, it is per scout, but the the rate overall will go down when you have a group because we're able to to kind of save some costs there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so ba- probably the best um, way if you're interested, uh, call, email, right. And, and find out, all right, this is what we want to do. Uh, what are we looking at? Yeah, so, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, we, we try not to have a cookie cutter um, adventures, right? So part of that means, you know, what are you interested in? What are you good at? What skills are you, you know, already, you know, pretty, pretty uh, versed in, but what are you trying to learn and what are you trying to to see here? And then that can, you know, affect the cost as well. Um, But I have to say, you know, we, we have a lot of great local partnerships and they really help us out. And so we're able to, to really stretch those dollars too. That's great. That's great. And I, I assume all included in the cost, that would probably include, um, you know, tents and and uh, uh, things of that nature and cook it. So, or is there something that troops and units need to bring with them? There are some things that you bring with you. So mm-hmm. we send you a, a very detailed gear list. Right. Um, so I, the, the rule is kind of think about all the things that are your personal gear. So obviously all of your, your clothing, your footwear, um, you know, all of that, the layers and tents, sleeping bags, sleeping pad, all of that. What we provide for you is cookware. So all of the camp stoves, the fuel, the pots and pans, um, and then the bigger stuff. So canoes, obviously, (laughs) things like that, (laughs) PFDs, um, and then, uh, you know, kind of that shared gear. So like a dining fly, for example, or Dutch Mm -hmm. oven things like that. So, so think about like the personal gear that you would bring with you, like where you're sleeping and what you're wearing is up to you, but everything else we make sure that, you know, we have on hand for you. Cause again, you don't want to pack that onto a flight. Exactly. Now I, I assume that they need to bring their own backpacks. They're going on backpacking yeah. trip. Okay. All right. Um, it, it's, it's different at every high adventure base. And, and I, I try to try to find out uh, more than anything, what, uh, what everybody needs to bring. So, um, yeah, exactly. Now, how early do you need to, you know, does, if a unit's looking, how far out do they need to really get a hold of you guys? Or is there a, a time when you open up registration each year? It's kind of a rolling registration and, and it depends on the troop. We have troops who've booked three years out and wow. we have books, there are troops that call and say, you know what, we'll be there in a couple of months. Um, you know, I would say the earlier, the better, because again, we want to make sure that we can fit you in. The, the summer season, just based on the weather and where you want to go, it's, it's a short season. I mean, the weather is already dicey. It's fall here. We have fall colors and it's, it's snowy and, and frosty and not exactly the sort of uh, welcoming environment, um, you know, that, that we picture in, in August and September everywhere else. So, um, and then with school schedules, you, you do want to act early, um, but talk to us, we'll see what we can figure out for you. Uh, and the other thing is, you know, the further out you go, the, the more opportunities we have to build that perfect adventure for you to get the right permits, to put you in the right places. So. Exactly. Now, are there other, uh, let's say, uh, trips outside of the summer or all the all the treks generally during the summer uh, are there fall or winter 
opportunities or anything like that? So I will tell you this, we are very, very open to wintertime treks. And we have done that in years past. It's been a couple of years, but um, we're always hoping to ramp that back up. We're always fighting that school schedule, you know? Um, But if we could coordinate, you know, certainly in the wintertime, and we've done this, you know, there's dog sledding and ice fishing and snow machining, and you can brag to all of your friends that you've camped in 40 below. (laughs) um, I mean, my goodness, you know, right outside of Fairbanks is, is North Pole, Alaska. And I think we all know what you might find there in the wintertime. Um, <laughs> so, well, after Christmas, you'd, you'd find somebody relaxing, I think. Probably. So. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's there. You can meet him uh, 24-7, 365 days out of the year. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we, we're, we're very open to that and, and always hoping, at least I am, that someone will take us up on that and, and come up and um, have some fun in the wintertime or even a spring break type trip where I know some schools now have opened up like different fall breaks and spring breaks so um no absolutely not no we're we're year round come on up that's interesting now i have to ask you you mentioned that uh really the high adventure base is uh kind of all the tracks kind of start at the uh the summer camp uh that you have there are there there troops that will do both uh like have you know come up and one half of the troop do the the summer camp regular and then the others do the high adventure or is it generally once you get up there you're going to do one or both there's uh there's a nice mix of both of those things mm-hmm. um but actually there are there are many troops and and venture crews over the years that have done either a combination of a week of summer camp and then you know they go and, and go on a backpacking trip or something for that second week. And they, they spend a total of two weeks up with us. Um, and there are also troops that send their younger scouts to camp. And then the older scouts will go on a backpacking trip, or maybe they'll meet up at the end and do something together. So uh, it's kind of a, a good combination. Our, our summer camp is only two weeks long. It's in July. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> two weeks. Yeah. Um, and we do draw from the lower 48 a little bit, but it's, it's predominantly, you know, Alaskan uh, scouts. Um, but it's a, it's a great camp. I've worked at the camp for two years also, and I'm very, very proud of what we do there. So uh, it can be a great adventure to start or end at the summer camp, um, you know, meet some other scouts from other parts of the country. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, since, and you may have mentioned this already and I missed it, uh, the, uh, uh, what's, what's the typical uh, date range for high adventure trips in Alaska? Because I know you probably start a little bit later, uh, like a lot of uh, northern uh, bases do. But is there a kind of a time frame that you guys usually want, want troops to, to uh, concentrate on? I would say June and July. August sure. already really starts to turn into fall. So we try to, to wrap up about that first week of August or so. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a very busy and very, uh, you know, kind of saturated season, which I like. People are coming and going and, you know, it's, it's, it's just a whole lot of fun. Um, but yeah, we, we like to focus things really in that kind of first part of June up through the first week of August type of time frame. And again, that's kind of based on school schedules, but it's also really based on the weather. You know, we still have snow and ice well into the end of May, um, which is fine, but you know, dress for it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, if I come up there, it would be during the summer. I'm, uh, I, I spent one, uh, uh, week after Christmas down at that 
that that that bass down in the the keys. Uh, I'm not can't remember Ooh. what the name of. Yes, yeah, that was nice. <laughs> uh, so that, that was fun. But uh, well, any any other cool and interesting facts that about the High Adventure Base or Alaska that we haven't covered? My goodness, you know, people always have the thing that they want to see, and I love that. I personally love the the kind of little challenge in that. Like, oh, you want to see a bear? All right, well, you know, let's let's try to make that happen, right? Let's. Uh, oh, you want to see an eagle? Okay, right. Okay. Yeah. Like You know. Um. So I always am very interested in what everyone's personal goals and you know what 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 they are when they come, and then what surprises them by the end. And what I find is that everyone everyone has been surprised by something and, and it's always different and it could be something interpersonal. It could just be growing within your troop or growing yourself, pushing yourself, which is, you know, always really special. But um, yeah, I like to have those before and after conversations and, and really hear what people were expecting and, and what, what happened. So I, I think you'll be, I think everyone should visit Alaska once. <laughs> well, like I said, that's, that's one of the, one of the States I still need to visit that I, that I, uh, that I haven't yet. So, um, well, that sounds very cool. That's, uh, uh, that sounds great. Uh, where we're at, uh, where I'm at right now, it's, it's warm. So I would rather have, uh, a little cooler right now. So yeah. that would be awesome. So, um, well, Stephanie, I, I want to thank you for joining us today. And I think it was a cool conversation. Oh, thank you so much, Rob. And we invite everyone, please come up, please call us and uh, yeah, see if we can plan an adventure for you. Awesome. Now I want to thank Stephanie Kelly, Backcountry Trek Manager from the Northern Lights High Adventure Base for joining us today. Now you can get more information on their programs at alaskahighadventure.com. That's alaskahighadventure.com. You can also find them on Instagram at at Northern Lights High Adventure. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to tell your friends about this podcast. You can find us online at highadventurescouting.com, on Facebook, or Instagram. If you have any questions or ideas for future podcasts, just email us at info at highadventurescouting.com. This podcast and website are independent and not affiliated with any youth organization. Happy High Adventure! This has been a production of High Adventure Resources.